0: thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Our special guest today is Otto Castillo. He is a friend, a filmmaker, a man of multiple talents and experiences. He's also a soldier, a survivor, and the creative genius behind Panashooter Films. So Otto, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to to have you with us. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about Pana Shooter Films.
1: Pana Shooter Films. Well, yeah. I, I, you know what? I don't know how I, I didn't look for the name. I'm from Panama. Okay. And so when you film, you shoot films. So Pana Shooter is like, hey, that's easy. I'm tired. I'm going to go with that one. I kind of like, I liked it. I like
0: it. Yes. I yes, like it. Pretty cool. Yes.
2: So. Um Artu, you were born in Panama, in Central America. So can you take us back a little bit to your earlier years in growing up and tell us what they were like?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, It was great. Um, uh, The city I was born in is about 50 kilometers away from the border with Costa Rica. Uh And um, we had grandpa and grandma, Uh There was the countryside, and so I grew up climbing trees, riding horses, playing with baby cows.
2: So Otto, can you tell us why you had to leave Panama and how you ended up coming to Canada?
1: That's a a story, (laughs) yeah, to put it in a few phrases. um, I experienced uh, political persecution during the uh, dictatorship of uh, Manuel Noriega. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, at the time, Canada was allowing um, applicants from Panama to apply as a political um, refugee mm-hmm. uh, refugees, and so I—that's I, how I ended mm-hmm. up here. It wasn't really my intent to do that. Probably, if that hadn't happened, I would have never come mm-hmm. to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so you you. I know the Canadian Armed Forces was a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why did you join?
1: As, as a little kid, I would sit down for hours and look at these encyclopedias with black and white pictures mm-hmm. and, uh, and look at maps of the world and, I, you know, I would just be, for whatever reason, I was mesmerized by, you know, the, the peacekeepers, the Canadian peacekeepers in Cyprus and, and other places in the world, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was, that was such a cool, cool mm-hmm. thing, what mm-hmm. they were doing. And mm-hmm. uh, you know I just had you know a kids thought, oh, I want to be an astronaut. Well, for me, it was like, hey, that would be cool to be a Canadian peacekeeper. <laughs> oh, and
0: you were in Panama at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was a little kid, <laughs> yeah. And you in ended Panama. up
0: becoming a Canadian peacekeeper.
1: I had no idea, yeah, that's yeah.
0: Right. yeah. So when we talk about um, your experience of war, we're talking about something that's really difficult for you to talk about. I mean, it's affected you in a big way, right?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, you get exposed to a variety of um, things that have happened or that happen to you. Uh, just an example uh, of that, um, I was part of a unit investigating uh, any kind of intelligence piece that would lead us to solve any kind of war crime. That would have happened in the conflicts. Mm. Before we
0: talk about that and get into any more detail about that, uh, I know that you're very much into fitness and health. I want to introduce you to to our kitchen which is a healthy healthy eating experience and experiencing life in the kitchen. So what kind of recipes uh, did you, I mean, what kind of food did you like to eat at that time? What were the types of things to keep you healthy?
1: Well I was and I still am a a big fan of um, uh, green shakes and okay. uh, smoothies, yeah. not the sugary smoothie that you can buy yeah. in in certain places, but like the the one that is like you know, natural, made mm-hmm. from scratch, and oh. no added these or added that. So yeah, those are like really awesome. A lot, it's a lot of work to make them, but it it's, it's so worth it. It is. We're going to teach you how to
0: do that, and we're going to awesome. teach our our, uh, our guests,
1: Obvious. so yeah.
0: our viewers and uh, Bev in the kitchen. She's going to show us how to make green smoothies. Then we'll be right back with. Uh, Otto Castillo.
3: Hi everyone, I'm Bev and today we're experiencing life in the kitchen. One of the very best things you can do for your health is to eat more greens. And a really easy way to accomplish that is to actually drink your greens. Green smoothies are excellent powerhouses of nutrition, packing a wallop of vitamins, minerals, and protein. Yes, protein in those greens. While fruits are cleansing for our bodies, greens are healing for our bodies. And so today we're gonna to be making a summerlicious green smoothies packed with great fruits and some spinach. We're gonna be using grapes. We're going to be using oranges. Of course, oranges are fantastic for vitamin C and fiber. We've got a wonderful sweet pear here, lots of fiber, uh, vitamins and minerals in that. We're using a banana, tons of potassium in this banana. And I'm going to be using as my green for today. And of course, we're going to use some water and we all know water's benefits for us. Water is fantastic for our good health. Now, we are using a Vitamix blender today. We want to use a high-speed blender, so I recommend the Vitamix or a Blendtec or one of the really high-speed ninjas would do it. But you know what? I find that my Vitamix is just perfect for the job. So I'm gonna put the water in first, just to get that base happening. About a cup of water, maybe not quite so much because the fruits have a lot of water in them. We don't want it too um, watery. Then I'm gonna put in some grapes. Here's these wonderful red grapes that have so much antioxidant activity happening them, and just a handful, depending on how sweet you want it. Okay, let's put in our orange. And the really nice thing about the Vitamix blender is that because it's so high speed, I don't have to chunk these up too much, so I can put nice big chunks in there. Next goes our pear. This is gonna be so yummy-licious and then we've got our banana with all that good potassium happening and then we've got this gorgeous spinach now when you buy your spinach sometimes the package will say that it's triple washed i like to wash it again just to be really careful just to be careful with my family's health so i'm putting a whole bunch of stuff in there it's got the water at the bottom so that's going to get it started nice and easy i will put more greens in after but already it's so stacked up high so i've got everything in the blender it's good to go doesn't it look gorgeous all these beautiful colors and now we're going to start our Vitamix the Vitamix will make a little bit of noise so here we go Okay, so actually what I'm gonna do now, since I've got some of it already blended, I can push down this and add more of my greens because we want a good wallop of greens in our smoothie. And here we have our finished smoothie. And of course, whenever you're having a green smoothie, you simply must have it in a gorgeous glass. And I'm gonna taste this just to make sure. Oh yeah, that's good. The really neat thing about green smoothies, those greens are so fantastic for our bodies. They're going to help to cleanse your blood, to make your blood more alkaline. And we want more alkaline blood rather than acidic. This is going to promote clearer skin, better eyesight. It's going to reduce inflammation in your body. So many amazing things that eating more greens is going to do for you. So, eat them up, eat them up. Well, drink them up. Enjoy this in good health.
0: I absolutely love green smoothies, and uh, I thank you, Bev, for sharing that wonderful recipe with us. We're talking to Otto Castillo, and Otto, you were sharing with us uh, before Bev showed us how to make that green smoothie, that you love green smoothies.
1: Yes, I do, and that recipe actually uh, sounds quite 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 awesome. It yeah. does and it's not so hard. I
0: mean you just throw the stuff in the blender and let, right. it, let it do its thing right and then you just yeah. drink it. Yeah. So it's just taking the time really. And so tell me I mean what was the best part of the, the military for you? You were in the Canadian mm-hmm. Armed Forces. Uh, what did you like the most about it?
1: Um, well there, as like we were ready- Mentioning the, the fitness aspect yeah. was like really high for me in the list, and then the second one I think uh, most of my former uh, mates and comrades will will agree with me, and it, it is the, the you know the the, the camaraderie, the the, the esprit de of core, the, mm-hmm. the the team, the team atmosphere, right? Um, you are brought up as a team always. Uh, you depend on each other, and the others depend on you, and so that's. A very powerful glue.
0: Their, mm-hmm. their very life depends on you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And vice versa.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh,
0: one of the things I think that you really enjoyed was biking. I can see the bike in the background there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, 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 thoroughly enjoyed, uh, uh, long, long rides or short, fast paced rides, uh, climbing, descending, uh, mostly road bikes. Okay. Um, and, uh, it, 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 up until injuries, service-related injuries prevent have prevented me from, you know, f- fully enjoying the, the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm still in love with it, and I always will be in love with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's cycling is a very therapeutic tool. It's very healing. You're yeah. sitting there and you're thinking about things and processing things, and when you come back home, is like you're tired, but it's it's you're lighter. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: So Otto, can you tell us how your time in the armed forces in the reconnaissance regiment affected your family life and your personal life?
1: Yes, that's a very common thing. Um, Not so much when you don't deploy, but when you deploy, or you have to go for the summer on a task and teach somewhere for three or four months and you're not home, then obviously it's it's inevitable that there will be um, uh, disruptions in in the family life. For example, Mm -hmm. um, you're not there when your child or your children Get sick and they need to be taken to the hospital. You're not there when the, the roof starts leaking. You're not there when there is an issue with the car. And mm-hmm. yes, you're out there doing a very important job, but it's just as important the holding the fort back home. And that many times places uh, inevitably uh, strain on on relationships mm-hmm. to the point that for some, for some. Uh, traits that are require people to be away for long periods of time the 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 rate of divorces in the forces is fairly high Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and so and and personally how did it affect you um you know did you experience any kind of trauma going off in you know in these combat situations
1: yes uh, that's a good that's that's actually a good point uh when you're conducting what what we call pre-deployment training. And even if you're not deploying, the, you get these uh, lectures and, and, and you get these uh, specialists coming and talking to you and saying like, well, uh, if, if and when you get exposed to X or Y, uh, domestically or abroad, uh, then chances are that your brain will react this way or that way, you could develop what uh, what some people call PTSD um, Mm -hmm. or just maybe depression or just maybe anxiety and a whole bunch of things can come up to the surface Mm -hmm. and not necessarily right away.
0: So you were told this in the training Yes. What did you think of that?
1: You are told that on pre-deployment training very clearly, mm-hmm. and nowadays it's even part of your your what we call and on the street like boot camp or mm-hmm. basic training as right. well. Mm-hmm. So from that point on, people are made aware of that. But personally, I at back 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 in the day, I was feeling too much on top of the world. Mm-hmm. I was super fit. I was. I, I was um, enjoying my trade and anything related to it. And I thought, oh, I carelessly dismissed it. I was like, oh, that's for people that are weak minded mm-hmm. that that's not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not really me. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, yeah, and I saw some comrades um, in arms go through it, uh, some of them years after they were exposed to whatever they were exposed to, and mm-hmm. then it just came out of nowhere. Um, so, you, you end up with these situations. Uh, for example, in the case of the PTSD, I really like uh, this uh, ex-U.S. Marine guy that he has it, and then he has this organization, nonprofit and in which he tries to help a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, veterans through it. Uh, but he doesn't call it PTSD, which is, stands for, like, as we know, post-traumatic stress syndrome. He calls it post-traumatic stress. He leaves PTS, He leaves the, 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 the syndrome behind because he says that it's, it's not a syndrome as it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it can happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. So it's just stress-related me- mental injury. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once you have PTSD, due to whatever it is that you were exposed to, um, it'll never go away. So from that point on, you have to recognize that you have it and you have to be really willing to receive, seek and receive help and Mm -hmm. work hard at trying to learn how to live with it and still be somewhat a useful member to society and to, in my case, to my church, right? And to people around me, instead of being, Dragging everybody around you down, mm-hmm. which can easily happen.
0: So, when you were young and you were new in the military, you felt, I'm invincible. This is Absolutely. never going to happen
1: to me. Nope. That's for weak people. It's for weak mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Was I ever wrong?
0: Yeah. So, how did it hit you?
1: Little weird things. Uh, back from the Balkans, mm-hmm. back there in theater, the, the military police, the Canadian military police, they use a very specific model of uh, American made vehicle, four door vehicle, white. And then it didn't really click on me right away, but I felt, I felt like I'm um, flu- uh, f- uh, flushing, like when you get red on yeah. your mm-hmm. face. Yeah. I felt like that every time I would see back home after deployment, I would see that type of car, but mm-hmm. it never crossed in my mind that, oh, that's because this is the same car that-
0: So uh, it was an association.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't really-
0: Making the connection. No,
1: I wasn't really connecting or putting two and two together. Yeah. And then I would go and pick up my daughter at, at uh, Deer Lake School. Uh, she was in um, grade one, and uh, she'd be across the field, totally at the end of the sports field. And I had to actually, the first time I started walking on the grass and I, then, I, I stopped and I couldn't go forward. And I had to actually get a T-shirt to do better for me because for so long, we were drilling our heads like in the area that you're deploying, guys, is, it has one of the highest concentrations of unexploded mines and ordnance in the world. And so wherever you go, be mindful of these, don't do this, don't that, don't mm. only go through approved clear routes, etc. And then don't ever welcome grass. And so those little things, but you know, I say, okay, that's going to come and pass. And it did pass. Mm-hmm. And these dreams that are so overdone by Hollywood in which you wake up covering sweat. Well, that happened to me, but that did pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things go quiet for a while. When I, when I was going through, uh, just prior to being released going through real with the help of the military doctor about my hip injury and that it wasn't going to get any better and my lower back and that it wasn't going to get magically better and i was going to be released <clears throat> i think that that was a catalyzer mm. and then these things really hit me hard and uh, mm. there were some days in I would lay on the couch in my living room and blinds closed, uh, doors locked, windows locked, um, TV off, mm-hmm. not listening to music, not reading a book, just laying there, not even wanting to eat. And so that is a very slippery slope. Uh, and if you don't do something about it, uh, with a bit of sense of urgency, uh, it's sometimes like slope that you cannot climb back out of Mm. it. What did you do? Um, Eventually, I realized that uh, my only wise choice would be to seek help and to try to work on it. Mm -hmm. And I also was reminded, um, first lovingly and then a little bit more energetically by God that regardless of what I had, I was still expected to go and serve. I was, I, I'd been uh, the sound team leader at my church for a long time. So God told me that He was still expecting me to go on and fulfill that, that volunteer role. Right. And to go to Africa and help out for a month somewhere and, uh, and not to be so obnoxious to people around me. Uh, Sometimes when you have these mental illnesses, you become from being a pushover to being extremely angry at everything for Mm -hmm. nothing. And uh, so I was like, then I realized like, yeah, if I don't do anything, uh, Mm -hmm. either I'm going to commit suicide or I probably would end up as an alcoholic or a drug addict or all of the above, uh, hurting someone and unfortunately they, did te- they do teach you how to do that, mm-hmm. so that would have been bad. Um, so God made a big push through a variety of ways directly and indirectly, like, hey, yes, you have this, but do something about it. It's not good enough to sit there and, and mop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that I had God, and I still do have God for that mm-hmm. because the struggle is real, mm-hmm. you know, on a week-to-week basis. Some some weeks are good, some weeks are not so good. But um, uh, through people, through things that were lined up in front of me, God made me, He made very clear to me that I needed to, you know, take action, which is not easy. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, so I I mean, of course, I'm thankful that he is my God, but mm-hmm. I'm even more thankful beyond words and thoughts because he still showed me the way to actually go and try to work on my things. I have friends that from the forces that are not with me anymore because they committed suicide because mm-hmm. of mental illness. I have a... Uh, friends that are not dead but are alcoholics, drug addicts, and uh, yes, so so I could have just as easily be one of them, end up like that. Um, mm-hmm. God has a purpose for everyone, and uh, in my particular case, He reminded me that, uh, I guess, He wasn't done with me mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. How important yeah. is God to you? Uh, He's always been important to me. Um, mm-hmm. But through my physical breakdown and my emotional breakdown, he has reminded me how important he should be, not how important I think he is, mm-hmm. but how important he really is to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, I could sit here and try to explain it, but it is beyond my words. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Spanish, French, or English, it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's beyond my words. Yeah. Otto,
0: tell us, uh, in closing, about scriptures. Um, yeah. How do the scriptures come into your life?
1: I'm very aware of the, of the importance and, and the beauty of the Holy Spirit and um, uh, you know, the commandments and uh, forgiveness and all those attributes uh, but to me, the godly attribute that really um, blows my mind every single time is grace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God's grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know where we would be. I don't know where I would be if it was if it wasn't for God's grace. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, that's my favorite one. But that cannot exist without love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, the whole chapter is like my my very favorite. Yeah. 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 And especially 1 Corinthians 13, 13 the, the, last, the last verse is so amazing. As we
0: close off today, I'm going to ask you, Otto, would you uh, close off with a word of prayer for us?
1: Oh, for sure. Okay. Yes. Dear Lord, um, I humbly thank you for the opportunity to, that you have Led me to to be here sitting in uh, in front of the cameras with uh, uh, Renee and uh, Mike. Um, I it's not something that and you know it's not something that I like doing, um, but you know better than than me and and thank you for the opportunity to actually uh, arrange things so that this happened and uh, I mm-hmm. ask. Uh, humbly that you allow um, what we share here to impress even just one person out there Um, and uh, to know that no matter what they go through they're never alone Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, thank you for your love thank you for your grace and thank you for it is written Canada and for all they do and their labor of love and and through so many people and uh, homes and uh, individuals and please keep us safe in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Although Otto was not born in Canada, he was so proud when he became a Canadian that he was prepared to wear the maple leaf and become a member of the Canadian Armed
2: Forces. So what makes Canada great? Some say it's the clean air, the natural resources, the three million freshwater lakes spread across this beautiful landscape.
0: And others say that it's the people. They're so considerate and so polite and so welcoming, known all over the world for this kind of behavior. So what makes Canada great? That is the question that'll be answered by this little booklet that if you want to receive, here is the information you need. To request today's offer, just log on to www.ItIsWrittenCanada.ca, that's www.ItIsWrittenCanada.ca. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW, that's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Call any lines are open 24 hours daily, that's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Or if you wish, you may write to us at It is written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H 7V4.
2: Friends, we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs, including our exercise workouts and healthy eating videos entitled Experiencing Life. And you can also watch our short spiritual messages entitled Daily Living.
0: They're all there for you to watch whenever you choose because we want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit IIW.ca.
2: Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.